Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Now, it is, it's a covering. You see, remember there in Exodus 12, 13, the blood on your doorpost is a sign marking the house where you're staying. See, there, the, the blood covered the children of Israel and protected them from the plague. This is what pleading the blood does for us. It tells the devil that we are a child of God, that we are protected through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it, it is the same as putting up a no trespassing sign. Welcome to Rama for Today. Ken Hagen continues his teaching on Plead the Blood. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Ken Hagen for today's message. Now, when you begin to read some of the older books that give historical accounts of the early Pentecost in the early 1900s, you'll find it, it all through those early books. Now, one such, one such book is the Azusa Street Mission and Revival, the birth of the global Pentecostal movement. And uh, there are stories told there that where William Seymour they would come and pray for their healing, they would ask them to come and he would plead the blood and they'd be healed and they would also receive the Holy Spirit with speaking in tongues. Now the blood of Jesus is a counter agent to all that the devil is trying to do to us. Remember it's the blood that the devil's afraid of because it was the blood that was spilled on Calvary's hill when Christ died upon the cross. If you'll go back, you remember in the children of Israel in the Old Testament, they had to have the blood sacrifice of the lamb every year. And it was applied to them as a covering for sin. But you see, the last blood sacrifice was the blood of the lamb of God, Jesus Christ that died on Calvary. And that blood was spilled, not for the covering of sin, but for the remission of sin. See, that, and that's a once and for all deal, as long as you live in line with the word of God and, and so forth. You, you can't live like you want to, you've got, and still be free from sin. You got to live according to the word of God. You know, uh, <clears throat> Pleading the blood needs to be an active part of our confession. Now you may have heard it this way in the charismatic circle. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. How many have ever heard that one? It's the, it's the same thing as pleading the blood. Now we need to claim the blood and to be involved in every aspect of our life because we see it many times we used to sing a song all the time when I was growing up pow, there's power in the blood and we've heard that now when you accepted salvation through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and it was applied to your life then to plead the blood means that you are calling on the power in the blood are of the blood. 
Now, it is, it's a covering. You see, remember there in Exodus 12, 13, the blood on your doorpost is a sign marking the house where you're staying. See, there, the, the blood covered the children of Israel and protected them from the plague. This is what pleading the blood does for us. It tells the devil that we are a child of God, that we are protected through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it, it is the same as putting up a no trespassing sign. Telling him, you can't come here. You don't have any authority here. We need to cover every aspect of our life by pleading the blood of Jesus. Uh, look at this, Revelation 12, 11. Now I'm gonna go to a lot of scripture today. Revelation 12, 11, I'm gonna read this in three different translations, New King James, NLT, and the message. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to death. And NLT says, and they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by, the test, and by their testimony, and they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. The message says, they defeated him through the blood of the lamb and the bold word of their witness. They weren't, they weren't in love with themselves. They were willing to die for Christ. We plead the blood because our accuser, Satan himself, is always coming against us. Now, it says that they overcome, they defeated the accuser by the blood of the lamb and their testimony. So we plead the blood and we live a life that has a testimony to the power of God through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ on Calvary's hill on the cross. You know, you hear me say it this way all the time. Jesus built a bridge between heaven and earth with three nails and two boards. It was a cross that he was nailed to. He became the bridge where mankind could pass from sin and degradation to the heavenlies of heaven. They could from here to here, from rejection to redemption through the blood. Now, we need to plead the blood for grace and mercy. So when we do, the grace and mercy of God is activated in our lives. First Peter 1 and 2, the King James, not the, oh, the old King James Version, Elect according to the foreknowledge of God and the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. And NIV says, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and the sprinkling by the blood, grace and peace be yours. Now I want you to notice here, we have grace and peace uh, and mercy through, through what? Through the sanctifying work or the salvation work of the spirit and uh, through the sprinkling of the blood. 
we sometimes need, we've how many of you have studied the blood covenant? Well, we need to understand that that's, that's a covenant. But you need to pull on that covenant. But when you plead the blood, your blood, you're pulling on that covenant. How many understand where I'm coming from today? Is anybody getting anything out of this? Uh, is this interesting to you? I hope so. Actually, we, we need to plead the blood so that we can come boldly into the presence of God. Hebrews 10, 19 and 20. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest, holy of holies by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. Now the NLT. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. Now, we have to go back to the tabernacle in the wilderness and the temple that was built in Solomon's time and understand that there was a courtyard and in that courtyard was the brazen altar and that's where they killed the animals and they, and they made the sacrifices. Then there was, a there was a holy place. Now, in the holy place, the, the tribe of Levi, which was the ministering tribe for the children of Israel, Everybody that was in any area of ministry was in the tribe of Levi, the musicians. And then there was the helps ministry there that took care of, of especially of keeping it clean and doing all the things that they, they could do. But there was only one person that could go into the most holy place or the holy of holies, as you have heard it called. And that was the priest the high priest, not just any priest, the high priest, the main dude. Hello? And even to go in there, he went through a tremendous cleansing and sprinkling of the blood and so forth and so on. And they even tied a rope around his ankle and on his, on his uniform that he wore, he had bells, you can go read it over there in Leviticus. And if they stopped tinkling, they would pull the rope and pull him out because they knew that God did not accept him because he wasn't clean. But he would take the blood of the sacrificial lamb and apply it to the mercy seat on top of the Ark of the Covenant. Now the Ark of the Covenant was the place where the power of God dwelt. Okay? Some of y'all look at me funny. Y'all didn't know Pastor knew all that, did you? Hey, I've been to school. <laughs> I've been to Bible school. And I've studied. Now, what this is talking about. You remember when Jesus died on the cross and shed his blood on the cross and he was put in the grave. Okay? When he appeared... 
to Mary in the garden. Remember he told her, do not touch me. Because I have not yet ascended to the Father. That by him ascending to the Father was the same thing as the high priest taking the blood in to the whole most holy place and putting it on the seat, on the mercy seat where the, where the power of God dwells. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. If you'd like to find more life-changing resources, then visit rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Right now, I want to tell you about this month's special offer, the Believer's Authority Curriculum. In this package, there is the Believer's Authority Study Book, the four CDs, the Believer's Authority, the CD set, Reigning in Life as a King, and the book, the Believer's Authority Legacy Edition by Kenneth E. Hagan. All this for the special price of $59.95. This is over $25 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. And registration for Rama Bible Training College is uh, going right. Yeah, go right there to rbtc.org slash trendsetters and uh, you can you can register online or you can request a DVD to be sent to you that tells you all about the Absolutely. school. Tomorrow, more from Ken Hagen on Plead the Blood. That's next time on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.